we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures you restore my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. We have been talking um, intently about being freed from the spirit of toil. And every, every Sunday for the last four weeks, I've been telling you I want to move on from this teaching. Because I feel like I've been here too long and the Holy Ghost says, stay right here. That as we get freed from the spirit of toil, now what is toil? Y'all remember what toil is? Toil is, say long, strenuous, fatiguing, labor. That is not where we should be. Long, strenuous, fatiguing, labor. We should not be living there. There, there is this preconditioning that we have as, let me say it, as black people, as Caribbean people, as church people, that we're supposed to work hard. And we're supposed to be stressed. And if you enjoy your life, something wrong with your life. We, we have equated work to hard. They are not synonymous. Nobody said work's supposed to be hard. If work is hard, you've slipped out of your place in the rest of God. Someone said, I ain't working hard. No, no, I need you to get again. Say, I'm not working hard. We have not been designed, listen, in the Garden of Eden, Adam had work, but he did not have toil. Toil came because of the curse. And the curse was announced in chapter 3. The curse was because of the sin, not because of God, because of sin. God didn't curse Adam. Adam cursed himself when he sinned. God can't curse you because God don't own curses. He can't give you what you don't have, what he don't have. So God did not curse Adam. Adam walked into the curse by way of his sin. God didn't do you nothing. All right. Now watch this. You know, let me put it like this. If, if there's a fire burning and you stick your hand in the fire, you can say the fire burned you. No, the fire didn't burn you. You burn yourself. Fire ain't do you nothing. Fire was sitting right there, ain't bother nobody. Fire did what fire does do. Okay, boy, I wish if I had time, I'd tell you about Samson and Delilah. Because we stop with Delilah bad. We give Delilah a bad rap. Delilah's name meant feeble. One of the interpretations of Delilah's name means a trickster or shyster. Delilah ain't do Samson nothing. Delilah was Delilah. Samson stopped being Samson. 
Delilah was consistent. So stop putting your hand and stuff and saying, God, do it. <laughs> you sleep with the, with, 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 with the woman husband. She come on your job, threaten you. You call her the devil. She can make you see the devil. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what is this? I feel it like preaching this morning, boy. I feel good. I, I, I feel it. So, all right, let's, let's walk through this now. That was not on the script. So, we're talking about, um, see, we want to see the opposite of toil is rest is rest. And we told you this, the rest is not an act. Rest is a place. Rest is a location. Uh, if you see rest as an act, you will start and stop it. Rest is a place that we've been designed to stay. We're designed to live in the place called rest. God says to Moses in Exodus chapter 33, verse number 14, I believe it is, he says, my presence will go with you my presence, this place called my presence will go with you and then you're going to have rest. We are supposed to live in rest. I'm declaring this right now. Ain't nobody in this house going to die from stress. You're not supposed to. Because we live in the place called rest. Lord God, if you're precious, high, let it be salt and then stop eating the salt. Put that in there because some of you are crazy. Yeah. So if you're precious, I let it be salt. And if it is salt, pull the salt back. You can't have high pressure or stress. Glory to God. Because we live in a place called the rest. Now, let's, let's, let's build our case in order to, to, to understand what is said in Numbers 33. Is it Numbers 33 or Numbers 13? Numbers 13. Let's go to Hebrews 3. The same story is told in Hebrews 3 and... Uh, Paul capsulated, the writer of Hebrews, he capsulated this whole story that we see in Numbers 13. I want to go at it from Hebrews, then I'm going to work my way back to Numbers, um, hopefully before the day is out. But without, but with whom was he grieved for 40 years? Verse 17 of Hebrews 3. Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? Watch this. And to whom swear he that they should not enter where? Where? They should not enter where? They should not enter, and I told you that rest is a place. That they should not enter into his rest. Back in the Old Testament, the place was the promised land. It was the place of rest. They could not enter, but to them that believe not. So we see that they could not enter in because of sin, right? Is that what it says? They couldn't enter in because of adultery. They couldn't enter in because of homosexuality. Because of lying. That's not what the text says. The reason they could not enter in was because of sin. Because of unbelief. Unbelief will keep you out of the promise, not sin. Oh, this dangerous preaching. I'm going to say it again. It's not sin that keeps you out of rest. It is unbelief. 
This week in the prayer call, I told you on the prayer call, please, those who be missing the prayer call, you better please show up, man. Let's bless your life on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Friday. We told you one of them days this week that the Lord spoke to me and said to me, he says, we have called David a man after God's own heart because of his praise. He said it was not David's praise, it was David's faith. David's faith was so crazy that David would sin and pray and say, God, show up. Okay, you missed it. David never allowed his sin to get in the way of his faith. He, he was so convinced of who God was that in the midst of his mess up, he'll go cry to God. And guess what God did? Show up every time. Now I know, you say, hold on, I thought, I thought he's the bishop of the church of God and there's a holiness church and there's preach sin. Hmm. Um, contrary to popular belief, even Jesus didn't preach sin. We focus on the sin thing and have people staying in bondage because they're so... When you focus on sin, you focus on sin. Say it again. When you focus on sin, you focus on sin. And you stay in sin. Romans chapter 4 verse something says... Uh, <laughs> he says, he says, he, he, he brings us to repentance by good works. I think that's verse 2. That we are brought to repentance. Is it verse 2? If it ain't verse 2, no, put up, don't shame me. He, he brings us to repentance by good works. And so it is, not, it is not our sin that causes us not to enter into rest. It is our unbelief. It is our lack of faith. Now, permit me now to, to go a little deeper into this. And let's, let's talk about faith for a little bit. Um, don't hear this with, the, with familiar airs. I want to walk you through this one more time. The people that walk in, in, a, in unbelief, people who don't walk by faith, will never enter into rest. Rest is a thing. If your faith is not secure, you will always be in toil. You will always be in struggle because this thing about how you got to fix it, you got to make it work, you got you to organize it, you got to work it, that's working in unbelief. It looks godly, but it is carnal. I got this, I got that, I got the other. And you're stressing yourself out because of what you got to fix. That is not of God. So watch this now. Faith, we told you this, um, I think I did, that faith is a vector quantity. Let's walk through some physics. The pastor's engineer, you can't help it. You got to walk down this road with me. Um, we, we were taught in physics that there are two types of quantities. There are vector quantities. There are scalar quantities. Say vector. vector. It's scalar. Yeah. All right, a scalar quantity is a quantity that only has magnitude. A vector quantity is a quantity that has magnitude and direction. Vectors have magnitude and direction. I come in. I come in. I know you're like, hold on, this is 2 in the morning and I had my coffee yet. Stay with me. Watch this. Uh, we have defined faith, Shay, as just a scalar quantity. And we say, I have faith. And it's only this measurement of this thing called faith. And that is an incomplete description of faith. Faith cannot be defined just by size. It must also be given a direction. Okay. When I started off as a believer, I had faith for salvation, but didn't have faith for healing. 
So my faith was in the direction of salvation. But it wasn't in the direction of healing. I got the revelation about healing, and so now I got faith for healing, watch this, but didn't have faith for finances. So then I got a word on finances, and I developed faith in that area, and now I have faith in the direction of finances. So, so for every word that God gives you, it's an invitation to a new dimension of faith. Every word that he gives you is an invitation to a new dimension of faith. The word establishes the faith. Now it's up to you to grow the faith that has been established. All right, shake your head. Let me know if this is making sense. So when you say I have faith, my question to you now is faith for what? Because faith for healing don't bring you money. Faith for salvation don't bring you healing. Faith for deliverance, casting out. I know people who cast out plenty of devils and they themselves in bondage. Because the faith in this area cannot be transferred over here. Every, every area of faith that you walk in it must be built on a revelation. That's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's got to be a word that causes faith to come. So I want you to open up your, this idea that I'm walking by faith. In what direction? What? Hmm. We talk about how we're growing in faith, and we're growing in faith, and we're growing in faith, and we're not seeing any manifestation, and we're not seeing any manifestation because our faith is still scalar. It is not vector. It doesn't have a direction. Now, I, I know some of you listening, you're shaking your head, you're like, but I don't understand what this man's saying. Let me give you a story, help you make it sense. Can, can, can I give you a story? Go to John chapter 11. I will give you a story. This is, this is, a, this is a good story. Good story. Y'all know this story. Y'all know three, three verses down from where I can go. I go into John eleven thirty two. 32. Now, y'all know 35. Yes, y'all know John eleven thirty five. Y'all know it by memory. What John eleven thirty five say? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Saw this voice in the Bible. We know that one. Jesus, we got that one locked down. Verse 32, watch this. Oh, God, I'm getting excited. I hope y'all get excited. Watch this. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet. Oh my God. Said unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, your brother wouldn't have died. Y'all see it? Oh my God. Mary says, this is what she says. I have faith in the direction of you healing. My faith is that you could heal. And look at the surety of her faith. So she didn't just have faith. Her size of faith was big. She had big faith. She says, I am convinced. She said, I think. I noticed if you was here, this dude would have not died. So she had magnitude, big faith, direction, healing. She had a, a faith for he to Bahia. She had a faith for healing that was big. And she says, if you would have been here, still been alive, because I know one thing but you, you could heal people. Yeah. 
I know you to be a healer. I, I, I want to tell you what, I know so many people who were saved and were happy to be depressed. Because they knew this. You know what they knew? They knew that they had a home prepared where the saints abide just over in the glory land. Watch this. Where they longed to be by their Savior's side just over in the glory land. But we got a revelation that we don't have to long to be by his side in glory. We got a revelation that he's a very present help in the time of our troubles. So, so they used to wait down here at the river till he come. We don't got to go to no river for him to come. Glory to God. We know that if we open our mouth and say, come Lord Jesus, in the midst of our... God Almighty, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm trying. I told you... So I feel it this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, so, but, so you'll be limited based on your revelation. So all they knew was this boy could heal up something. Boy, he could heal. I don't care what wrong. Go to Jesus. He'd be like, that boy just cut off my hand. Go to Jesus. He will grow that hand back. He bad like that. And they had this ridiculous faith. This ridiculous faith, I'm trying to show you, you y'all. This ridiculous faith that God would heal. Oh, but he did. Healer, you came too late. Because my only revelation was that he was a healer. Now, let me, can we walk a little deeper on this? Let's go a little deeper. We usually does favor. We does favor. I've been to school, but I was behaving. Uh, we does favor Mary over Martha. Yes, we does. You know that. I don't know why y'all get bad ways. Y'all like Mary, don't like Martha. Martha didn't do y'all nothing. But y'all don't say nothing good with Martha. And Martha's one, Mary can't cook. That girl couldn't clean. Mary couldn't iron. Martha. That's the one. Cook good soup. Keep clean house. Mary will shout all day. Speaking tongues. All, read your Bible. It's a good book. Y'all know your Bible. Read your Bible. It's a very good book. So we like, we like, we like, I can talk about this later if I have enough time. Just like how we like, we like Rachel but don't like Leah. Rachel pretty. But can't have children. Leah is cute, but she's fruitful. Close bracket. Let me just keep on going. Oh, man. I may not look the way you want me to look, but I'm fruitful. <laughs> I may not have what you want me to have, but boy, I'm fruitful, y'all. Hey, God Almighty. Anyway, anyway, so watch this now. Uh, Mary says, if you would have been here, if you would have been here, Ah, uh, uh, you, you could heal him. Watch this. Watch Martha, the one who y'all don't like. Go back to verse 21 of John 11. Sheesh. All right, watch, what, watch what, what, what Martha, 
what Martha says. Go to verse 21. Watch Martha. Ready? Don't read it. Ready? Read. Unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. That's what Martha said. Martha said, it sounds just like Mary. But what's the difference between Mary and Martha? Go to the next verse. Watch Martha. Ready? Read. Verse 22. Verse 22. See there? See there? See there? You're like dog Martha. Mary was mad and cross. That's the old girl. You're like Mary. Martha was mad too. But Martha says, but I know that even now, I, in other words, Martha says, I don't have the faith for it, but I have the capacity to receive that kind of faith. One of the challenges with church people is we don't have capacity for more faith because our mind is closed. We are so convinced on what we know that we don't open our minds to know nothing else. Mary was so locked into what she knew, all she knew was what she knew and that was all she was ever going to know. Martha says, I know you to be a healer, but I ain't going to lock you into the healing box. I'm going to expand my capacity to receive and allow you to show me that you is more than a healer. Now, 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 oh, man. So, so here comes, Martha says, Martha says, I, I really wish you was here earlier too because I know you could hear. But anyway. I, I can give you, I can give you a swing at this. Huh. And what I love about this is, I love the reality of the text because we see that Martha was in front of so Martha needed to grow in this kind of faith. She was open to it, but she still had to grow in it. Hear me. You can't leave here with a word on Sunday and think you're there Monday. Whatever word you receive on Sunday, you now have to grow in that word. So I hear y'all shouting and giving God glory when I preach something here. Ooh, that's good. And now you're going to go preach it to everybody on work. You can't preach that on your job because you don't know it. Yeah. Proverbs says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The word thinketh means calculate. Processes. Opens up and walk into. To understand means to stand under. This thing is now, you are so immersed in this that this is now, you now understand it. So watch this. Don't go preaching what you yourself don't understand. So Martha is honest. Martha says, all right, I, I believe that you got so much power, you can wait this on another level. So Jesus says, your brother is sleeping. But don't worry, he can raise. Martha says, yeah. I know he can raise on that great getting up morning. Fare you well. Fare you well. And he goes on with this conversation with this girl and explains to her that he's the resurrection. And um, I will stay there longer uh, because uh, I can get pulling too deep. So we see here in the story of Mary and Martha, Jesus, we see both magnitude. 
and we see direction. And we also see the need for increased capacity. Go to Romans 4. Romans 4, verse number 19. I'm trying to finish my introduction this morning. <laughs> this is the abstract of my thesis. Romans chapter 4, when you got to say I got it. Is it on the screen? All right. So watch this. this, this I, I want to show you this some more. Um, let me read. This is good right here. Let me just read this thing here before I read that. It is only when faith is established that faith can be matured. You cannot mature a faith that you don't have. Basic. What establishes faith? Word. Revelation. Revelation establishes faith, and then you have to mature the faith. You cannot mature a faith that you do not have. Please understand that it is mature faith in a particular direction that guarantees manifestation. I'm going to read it again. It is, it is a mature faith in a, particular, in a particular direction that guarantees manifestation. When your faith is matured in an area, you move from faith accidents to faith instructions. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.